0: Hey, we are going to continue uh, this evening. We'll be finishing up the topic on uh, just a light topic, depression. <laughs> just a light one, and uh, I would have loved to have gotten through the topic of depression in one one teaching. It would have been a much much easier. I I, I assure you, but I'd have to tell you the. Of all the weeks, I've lost track of the number of weeks, we're on uh, many steps that we've taken, many, many Wednesdays. Uh, uh, Depression is the top, probably the top one, if if not the top two uh, respondents, not only online, but emails or texts or conversations. Of how impactful last week was on the subject of depression. I highly recommend if you're just coming tonight catching the second part of this subject matter on depression. It's probably the better side of the conversation because we're going to talk about understanding depression and how to overcome depression. So you're probably on the good side of the conversation. Last week it was a little more, but so many people were encouraged last week on the subject. So I pray that that will be true tonight as well as we talk about Um, the subject of depression and probably one of the top challenges in a Christian's life Um, as you mature and grow in your walk and as you're on the discipleship journey following Jesus every single one of us will come across to some form or fashion or depth of, of depression or so many people, I've never had depression pastor, never Oh really? Okay. Just deep sadness, you know. <laughs> or they they'll have all these other adjectives. but no, I've never done I, I'm a Christian, I never can have depression, you know. Okay. Hang with it. If you were here last week, you realize you were spoken to, I'm sure, by the Holy Spirit. That yes, whatever you call it, it it, it was speaking to you. (laughs) And a lot of the reflection in the comments certainly did that. And then tonight, I hope and pray that that would be the same. So let us, again, Father, we thank you for this evening. And as we open up your word, may your Holy Spirit move in a mighty way into the hearts. The ears to ears to hear and hearts to receive what you have for us this evening, Lord. just not only speak to our hearts about this subject on depression, these deep feelings of darkness this spiraling down in our life at times for many reasons, Lord, may with this through this conversation about biblical manner here, this biblical subject of depression, may encourage your people this evening, and may it heal those who need to be healed encourage those who need to be encouraged and those to that can hinder or stop them from going into these deep feelings of darkness we call depression here, Lord. Again, may you have a mighty way into the hearts of each listener. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to, we call it to stop the spiral. I mean, I have a lot of titles I could have called it, but uh, stop the spiral is what uh, uh, the Lord uh, kind of stopped the spinning... Uh, that's it, and uh, in this in the verses, we're gonna. If you want to open up to Psalm 19, I'm just gonna read verses 7 through 14. If you just want to just sit back and listen, do the same uh, tonight as we continue in our discipleship journey. Uh, it's important you take notes because I give you lots of scripture and stuff for you to go back and look and read. Or I encourage you to go back to Facebook and re-listen to it in the previous ones. If you're brand new to the journey, I, I recommend you go back many weeks. And start with the very beginning. I know you're saved, but start with that first one anyway. And see, because not only is this teaching for you, it's also for you to help others in discipling others up. Because so many people say, I am a Christian and I read I'm supposed to disciple other people up. I don't know how to do that. (laughs) That's why we do the discipleship journey. So you can help other people to lead them to Christ, but also once you've led them to Christ, how can you help them mature in their knowledge and understanding in their, as a Christian from the scriptures and only from the scriptures? But Psalm 19, verse 17 or 7 through 14, it says, The law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple, the statues of the Lord are right, rejoicing. The Rejoicing the heart, the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them... There is great reward who can understand his errors question mark there cleanse me from secret faults keep back your servant from uh, servant also from presumptuous sins let me not have dominion let them not have dominion over me then I shall be blameless and I shall be innocent of great transgression Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I start with those verses because they're very impactful in regards to the psalmist meditating and talking to God about the things that are deep within that person's heart. Things that you'll find in your life that only you and the Lord knows. That's deep within your heart and this challenges that you deal with as a human being and the roles you find yourself in and many reasons you find yourself in these depressed states because of the choices you've made or it's because of things that have been from a physical perspective. We're going to talk about those tonight, but feeling depressed is not a new phenomenon. It's not something new that's just happened in this century and something that's just more prominent. We're just married much more into our feelings in this society and are very much clearly always wearing our feelings on our sleeves many times. And many times in this culture that we find today, you're actually moved tremendously by your feelings versus the past generations. Matter of fact, the the generations uh, that we see that are getting less and less of the World War I, World War II, the different wars, you find many of that culture, our our fathers and our mothers, they spoke very little of their feelings. Matter of fact, they wouldn't express many of their feelings. Not the culture today. I mean, the culture today, if you're not expressing your feelings, there's, you know, and you're not validating your feelings, even though they're not biblical, they're not right, they're not good, they don't just to be justified, you just need someone to validate that I am feeling the way I'm feeling and it's okay. Now we're going to find that depression is one of those feelings that are not a new phenomenon since symptoms that are now defined as depression and many people now want to be clinically um, diagnosed as this word depression even though it was never in the past ever a a diagnosis or characteristics but it has a little number now and a code to it to be uh, to be labeled within your medical uh, file as being someone who has depression but it was always characterized in the scriptures you just didn't see that word God's word not only helps you face the problem but also shows you how to be an overwhelming conqueror if even if in the midst of this feeling of depression so it's not something new if you have depression it's something biblically, it's already addressed. The question is, do you know how the scripture deals with this to help you out of the state that you're in of this feeling of depression? That is why you're here tonight, so you can see what the Bible says, some examples of people who are depressed and how God lifted them out of that so that you can then go apply it to your life and so you no longer say, I'm clinically this, so I'm, this is the way I'm going to be the rest of my life. That's probably not true. It's just that people grab a hold of it and hold on to it to justify the other reactions. And We learned last week, just because you're in depression, just because you're dealing with this really traumatic situation, you and I are still needing to respond biblically in all of our situations. It doesn't allow you to unbiblically respond and justify, I'm going to do that sin because I'm depressed. No, you can't not justify that. You can't justify it because the scripture is very clear. If you find yourself in this deep, dark spot, how do you biblically get out and move and be a conqueror of that feeling so that you can get through that very dark valley and recognize that the Lord is with you and walking you through it? And as we take a look, that is why that you look at the Psalm 19, you see how important. I'll even write, read 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. It says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? How do you overcome this depression is spiraling out of control emotionally in your life for some reason. You have to come back to follow Jesus. You have to come back to the faith in the, the, your Savior and realize whatever your position you find yourselves in, how horrible it can be and how dark it can be, it's temporary. You're following Jesus. He's going to lead you right out of this. It's only a matter of time if you keep your eyes on Him. So the question first is, is what is depression? What is depression? Many define depression as a condition marked by a feelings of dejection and or guilt. Dejection or guilt can be one of the main reasons that you find yourself spiraling down into a feeling of depression or darkness in your life. And the uh, the result is, is this hopelessness or sensation of activity like I can do nothing, this is the end kind of a feeling, a hopelessness. You cannot see, you're you're so spiraling down into darkness, you cannot see the light in front of you of who Jesus is and his path is lit because your mind is so focused on the situation and not on the Lord who lights your path. And often classified as a disease by some of the medical professions. Depression is often thought to be the most prominent Disorder presently observed in the general medical practice today. Which is amazing because most people won't talk about their depression, even though they maybe find themselves in depression because of a very very specific and very true reason. But they don't talk about it or they don't get help with it because they think that's a form of weakness versus understanding it can be helped if you just understood how to do it God's way. We also see that this, despite the prevalence of depression, medical science, you go back and you can study it, you can, medical science still admits that the root cause of depressions is still largely unknown. Why? We find ourselves in this state of deep darkness. Now in the scripture, feelings associated with being depressed are described as having a fallen countenance. We see that in Genesis 4-7. Or having a broken spirit, Proverbs seventeen twenty-two, or being sad, we see that in uh, Proverbs fifteen thirteen. It says, "A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken." It's these are the terms that the Bible speaks to of the word we use today so freely of depression. We also see experiencing despair in Psalm 42, 11, describing this same word of depression. It's, it, it's, and that word is pretty clear. For, uh, Psalm forty two eleven says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him the help of my countenance and my God. See, the psalmist says, I am so spiraling out of control. I'm in this dark spot, this dark space. It's cast down. My soul is so cast down. It's so going down. It's disquieted within me. It's uneasy, but I place my hope in God. Not the next medication, not the medical help. But your first step, when you find yourself, your heart is disquieted. You find your soul is casting down. You and I are to turn to God with all of our might. And seek after God, for I shall yet praise Him. If you talk to anyone, and you've been in depression, and you've been in that... Okay, not depression. You've been really deeply sad or you've really been really, um, you know, in a bad place, whatever term you want to use. The question is, do you praise God? Or do you sit there and wallow in spiraling into darkness and focus on what's causing you to be sad or really causing you to be really down or whatever term, let's use the word depression that we see here in the scripture, do you focus on the cause of it or do you praise God and get out of it? Who do you turn to? Turn to the one that can solve the darkness and stop you from spiraling out of your feelings, uh, feeling spiraling going down. We also see in the scripture a brokenhearted. We can see it being described as being burdened by the weight of sin. We can see it described as mourning. We can see it also being a greatly bowed down. The psalmist in 38.6, you're just bowed down, you're just you're collapsed, is a form of a description of someone who's depressed. Or having grief or losing heart. Becoming faint or weary. We see that in Ephesians 3.13. Now David, King David, described many of the symptoms of, or feelings of depression. We see that in Psalm 38, verses 3 through 17. He says, there is no soundness in my flesh because... Because your indignation, there is no health in my bones because of my sin. I bent over and greatly bowed down and I go and mourn all day long. I mean, he just goes on and on describing these feelings of depression. Why? Because he felt the weight of his sin... And he had not confessed that sin. He hasn't been, you know, repent of that sin. And it becomes such a weight, it will cause you to spiral downward in your emotions and lead to this, what we refer to as depression. Now, who can experience feeling depressions? Well, no one is completely immune to feelings of depressions. We see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 12 through 13. It says, Therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overcome you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Many times if you asked, if that scripture applied to my depression, I bet you most of you would have never thought that scripture applied to depression. But it does. God is not going to allow something to happen in your life unless he makes a way out of it and so you won't have to be following yourself, spiraling out of control. He's going to say, stop thinking of that ponder on what is right and good and true and and faithful. Focus on me. Why are you focusing on that person? Why are you focusing on that situation? It's just going to take you down. That's how the enemy works. That's how your flesh works. And he's going to speak to our hearts about these things. And as long as we keep focusing and trying to justify our feelings of that, you're spiraling and you don't even know it. And he's going to lead you to some really Deep sadness of depression that you have to be, take days to come out of it if you're not careful. So even this David understands this, and it's not immune to anyone. We're all common. We all can, this can happen to us, and people in the scripture experience this just like you may be experiencing this. And as you see this, the scripture the 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 priest, the factor the the that causes this. Is a self focus that we learned about last week. The root of it is we're so focused on what has happened to me because of the situation. That, that was against me. That is, that is it, you're just selfing imploding because it's so much internalizing and, and applying it to your life of whatever the situation is, it causes you to get to that moment of feeling of depression. Elijah reacted to Jezebel's threats, perfect example. Here's Elijah, Jezebel is threatening his life, coming against him. She's threatening to kill him. (laughs) It's it's real. But what did he do? He started fearing for his own life. He started going, "Uh uh-oh, I'm gonna lose my life. This is oh no, this someone's coming against me, someone's coming after me. It's real, yes. But what happened is, is he didn't turn to God and say, God, you're going to deal with this person. I don't have to worry about my life, you're in control of my life, you are going to take care of the situation of Jezebel, but he did not, he focused on himself and how it affects him emotionally, and what it has is it caused him to go into despair, and he fleed, and even after getting great victory, we see that in 1 Kings 19, 1-4, even though he had great victory, he quickly emotionally focused on the, how it's going to impact him, and he spiraled out of control. David committed to sin. He failed to repent. Then he lost all hope. We saw that again in Psalm 38. Jonah's of great examples. One of my favorite conversations and, and books. It says he displeased the workings of God's sovereignty. He didn't even like the way God was working in other people's lives and saving their lives. They should all they all should die for what they do. They should all go to and looking for the worst things. For people, because you don't think they deserve to be saved. You think you deserve to be saved, but you don't think these people, because they've done some really bad things. Well, you're no different than Jonah, if that's how you think. And Jonah certainly found himself become very angry with God, and as a result, he wanted to die. Now, think about that. God wanted to use his life to save people, to lead them to Christ. He didn't agree with God and what God was doing in that, those people's lives, and he became so self implode about why his feelings should be justified, why they should die and not be saved. It caused him to get to a point where I just want to die, I'm so miserable. Not good. Peter, he denied the Lord three times. He lied and cursed trying to cover himself because he didn't want to have to be pointed out the fact that he was with Jesus and there at uh, at that point where he knew if he said anything they probably would have taken him and killed him along with Jesus and he w- didn't want that to happen which led him to what the <laughs> crow crowing man I mean the the rooster make a uh, uh, Growing, yeah, growing. And we find the fact that he <laughs> found himself bitterly going into uh, deep depression of that because he realized how he sinned against his Lord. He said he would never, ever do that. And guess what? He sure did. We find Judas betrayed Jesus. And felt remorse the fact that he was taking the money to, to betray Jesus, but it was too late. Satan had just got it too deep. He went way deep in depression, way deep and opened up. Satan coming in to him, and even just even though he got rid of the money, that just it led him to such despair. Even though that God was giving him an opportunity to to change at that moment in the garden, and that didn't, and it led him because he didn't turn to God at that moment. He just kept going. And he ended up killing himself. Now, a lot of people experience depression. Some because of the results of sin. Sometimes it's because your body's chemical makeup is is messed up for some reason. So what are the possible factors that causes depression? I'm going to give you about five of them. Four of them, I should say four of them. But any number of factors can contribute to depression. There's absolutely a numerous amount of reasons why you could lead yourself into depression. But regardless of the reasons I give you, you must still be alert that how you respond to the situation that can cause depression, how you respond is all that matters, is how you're going to come out of this as you set your mind upon Christ. We certainly see in the scriptures, even Proverbs eleven fourteen, where there is no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And I say that verse because many times when you find yourself in in despair and depression, you become paralyzed and you can't help. you, You don't even know. You can't get your mind straight. Just know the worst thing you can do. And if you remember everything this tonight, the worst thing you do is go isolation. If you isolate yourself from fellowship, you're going to get worse. It's not going to get better. You must tell someone because there's 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 if you're fellowshipping with biblical solid biblical people in your life people who love the Lord they're going to help carry you to Jesus and point you to Jesus get you into the scriptures to help you to come out of the depression you find yourself in but what are some of the reasons well the first is physical factors if you become sick Yes, even childbirth, surgery, recovery process from that surgery, hormonal or chemical imbalances, organic dysfunction, sleep loss, unhealthy diet, fatigue, menstrual cycle phenomena, or even physical maladies such as hypoglycemia, diabetes, or uh, a gland dysfunction. These things are medical in nature and yes, it can cause someone to emotionally move into the spiraling into a depressed uh, situation. And it's so important that you seek medical diagnosis and make sure your primary care physician can help diagnose that medically to make sure that is the root of the problem and versus something else. So God is sovereign. And God never will allow a physical problem to become into your life as a child of God. That's not impossible for you to be obedient to the word of God and to be comforted by His grace. There's nothing. Even if a chemical imbalance, God's grace is sufficient. Ask Paul whatever physical problem that he had that was very obvious to those who saw him physically could tell there was something wrong. And he he asked the Lord to to relieve him of that and take that away three times. And God said, no, my, my grace is sufficient. I'm going to use this for my glory and purpose through your life. And we always have to remember it's temporary. This is a temporary light affliction because we're going to get new bodies when we're absent from this place. When God decides he wants to take you home. But you must understand, if it's a medical issue, a physical medical issue, you must get looked at and possibly looked at be, tr- be treated. But just don't forget the sovereignty of God. The second thing is, is unbiblical responses to situations of life. Such as, you respond in an unbiblical way because of a physical handicap. Paralysis, or loss of limb, or blindness, or deafness. Something like that has happened to you, and you respond to it in an unbiblical manner. That will cause you to go into depression. A loss of job is something that will cause you, uh, cause you, if you respond in an unbiblical manner to that loss of job, it will cause you to spiral into that uh, feelings of depression. The other things would be divorce, death of a loved one, loss of a relationship, financial difficulties, accidents, interpersonal conflicts children leaving home at a mature point we called it a syndrome but I guess it could have been a depression too but when our our girls were leaving home I will call it that there's a moment where I was depressed um twice but but you know I just keep my eyes on the Lord and he lifts you up uh like on wings of eagle right um Retirement can cause people to go into a spiral, into depression. Their identity was in their job and now they're retired. They have no idea what they're going to do. They can spiral out of control. How about a crisis or trauma or medical treatment for yourself or loved ones where someone has gotten into trauma and has to be, you know, in a In an emergency and then then in surgeries and a heart attack. These things can cause, if you respond in an unbiblical manner to the situation, it will cause depression or spiraling into a a depression of these feelings. The third area is the lack of biblical obedience with regards to... Different situations. So you find yourself in these situations and you do an, a, a lack of biblical obedience. You're not obedient to what the Word of God says. You just go based on your feelings. You go based on your leaning and your own understanding. You go based on your Google search and your friends and they give all these good opinions. But you do not do it biblically. What's going to happen is we find that happening in, like with eating disorders or overworking or insufficient rest or improper sleeping habits or substance abuse with drugs and alcohol and prescription medications. Lack of exercise, falling to com- failing to complete responsibilities like housework or yard work or assignments not going to work, taking care of your children. These are the things, if you're not being biblically obedient because these things you have to take care of and you focus just on yourself, you're spiraling out of control. Lack of devotions, unfaithful prayer life, refusing to forgive others or be restored in personal relationships, or lack of fellowship with other believers. Failure to minister as part of the body of Christ or failure to confess sins to the Lord and to others in a faithful manner. These things will cause you and I to spiral into depression. We must remember of all the discipleship journey, we must respond biblically as quickly. Don't, not days later. By that time, you're already in emotionally a wreck and it's just going to get worse. We must respond biblically and give it to the Lord. The fourth area that causes depression is an unbiblical thoughts and thought patterns like bitterness. Or worry, or anxiety, or envy, or jealousy, or self-pity. Self-pity in the scriptures is demonic. You're allowing the darkness to get in your head. The spirit of unforgiveness will cause tremendous problems for you, you and I. And Being impatient, or procrastination, or lustful thoughts, or holding grudges. Even prideful thinking, or anger. All of these kinds of emotions will lead you to a deeper, darker emotion called depression. You have to stop those unbiblical thoughts before they take root or it's just going to hurt you. So any of those four areas can contribute or be factors toward what we refer to as a spiraling down into what we refer to as depression. And We have to deal with those issues and do it quickly, biblically. So what is the biblical perspective on the factors contributing to depression? Well, again, there's those those physical factors that can cause problems. But God has fearfully and wonderfully made you. He is absolutely in control. He's sovereign, and we need to make sure we keep that in mind. As a believer, you have been redeemed by a price and are to exalt Christ and glorify God in your body at all times. I'm not exalting God because of the situation He allowed me to be in. What? (laughs) That thinking is the enemy's gotten in your head. Well, if God wouldn't have allowed this to happen to him or that didn't happen to my wife or my husband or my child, why did this all happen? And you get into blaming God or blaming others or even blaming self that's not proper, it's going to cause you tremendous problems of spiraling down into depression. Depression. You must set your mind upon the things of God, pre- presenting your body as a living and holy sacrifice to God, which is your, spire, your spiritual service of worship. We see that in Romans 12.1. You don't present your body a living and holy sacrifice if it's in complete, perfect conditions with your 12-pack. Then I'll worship God. No, some of you have never had a one-pack, maybe only, you know. But you worship God anyway. But even with the hormonal imbalances, organic issues, or the gland dysfunction that's causing some problems, those are real, and you may contribute to the feeling of depression. But you must get proper medical diagnosis with that don't self-diagnose we see in the scriptures one of the things that's important for us when we find ourselves emotionally not doing well in spiraling down we first start with self-examination, the scripture says. And we've gone through that many, many scriptures about sitting down and saying, Lord, if there's any, any wicked way, is there anything that's not right in my life, please reveal it to me now so I can take account of it, repent of it, and then change, change, change biblically toward and follow you. That's our first step if you're feeling not right. If there's not joy and not peace and there's not an overflowing of love coming from your life, then that is a all God produce, a fruit. Then if you're into the sad, mad, depressed, dark, whatever you want to call it, you must self-examinate yourself spiritually. And if you nothing the Lord is showing to you and you're being honest with yourself and you're seeking counsel and helping someone sit down with you to help you work that through because you just can't get your mind straight because you're so far gone and they're saying, I don't see anything in your life that would contribute to this, then go seek medical assistance to see if there is a chemical imbalance of some type that's causing the problem. But so many people automatically say, I have a diagnosis and I'm just going to put on medications and start taking medications because that's what the doctors tell me. the, The medication's not going to solve your sin problem that's causing you to be in the position you're in. You're only masking the problem. You're just dulling your senses so you're not as sensitive to the heavy hand of God that might be on you. Or the conviction of the Holy Spirit on you, trying to convict you so that you will repent and come back to Jesus. And so, instead of dealing with the root of the problem, which is sin that we talked about last week, you immediately go, "It's got to be a medical issue." Let me get it, get some medications that's really strong, and uh, and I'll just take those whenever I can't cope with it through exercise or other means that I could try to been coping drinking and alcohol and all these other things and trying to make me feel better you need to seek the Lord to see what is the root of the problem and then deal with it properly All these things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. We see that in Romans 8.28. God has started and will complete the work in you. We see in Philippians 1.6. He is faithful to do the work in you. You must trust him. Every aspect of your life, wherever you find yourself in a very good space today or really deep dark space today, start worshiping god start seeking him in all things allow him to use this to refine you and to bring glory to him to please just biblically respond to the situation you find yourself in emotionally make sure you respond appropriately because the god's word never commands you and i to change your feelings Did you know that? The scripture, nowhere in the scripture tells us, we're commands you to change your feelings, but you are commanded to change your deeds or your actions, your thoughts, and words. If you, the command, the word says, bring that thought under captivity. Stop doing that. Don't think that. Don't, don't, don't. Say those words. Yes, those are commands all over the scripture. But nowhere in the scripture says, Stop being depressed. It can happen. It starts with your actions of seeking after God and changing the way you think and the words you speak. And the actions you're following through, and those, God says, I will help you. But you must be obedient to what the word of God says, and you must stop them. And then what happens is there's a change, and then the countenance is lifted, and the the, the heaviness is lifted, and all of a sudden you find yourself stop spiraling down. You'll stop it, and all of a sudden you'll be lifted up out of that darkness if you praise him that is the secret that's very clear in the scripture and it starts again with biblical self-evaluation it's necessary for every area of your life and you saw that we've read that Matthew 7 1 through 4 we've gone through many of the scriptures to support uh, and talk about those things so a little bit more here. We'll close up here on overcoming the depression. We talked a little bit about that. While feelings of depression may result again, organically something chemically malfunctioning, not right in your body that needs to, to, to be you know come come out of that. I mean people, I've, I've met many people who've come off of drugs and one of the things that they deal with coming off of drugs is the flesh is not happy uh, that you're now no longer feeding the flesh with drugs. And what happens is we find depression will set in after someone who's coming off of alcohol or drugs or prescription medications. Depression will follow because they're not feeding the flesh. But regardless, if it's not a side effect of because of the sin of of, of those things that you're doing, but truly a organic malfunctioning. Again, medically, uh, doctors can obviously can help. It you through, whatever that may be. But most of the time, if you, self ex- if you self-examination and you see the fact that you have sin in your camp, sin in your life that's just like unforgiveness and other things that are starting to eat away on you and bringing you spiraling down, you must deal with those biblically and do it quickly. That means you have to obey the Scripture in all circumstances. You must... You must obey the word of God in all circumstances. Even Matthew 5.16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. It's so important that we be obedient to the word of God and let the light shine so through our lives that people will glorify God in what he's doing. Yes, you just had a traumatic car accident you're messed up you're all kinds of problems but you biblically respond to how God is going to be there for you and bring you through this situation you find yourself in and it will bring glory to God because they'll see how you have drawn strength from the Lord and not wallow into down into depression and stay there I mean it may be moments but you won't stay there now, we have started even from the very first teaching all the way through the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, all the way up to almost the 22nd to 25th week. Every single one of those teachings speak to how to deal with overcoming depression. Remember the foundation, biblical requirement of change. If you make a change, make sure it's a biblical change. The second one was the essential elements of that biblical change and the fact that you need to die of self and live for the Lord in every situation of your life. The third one was the necessity of biblically dealing with anger and bitterness in your life, which was like a less like Wednesday, probably the... Uh, 15th lesson that we did, 15th, 15th week. And uh, dealing with anger and uh, bitterness because it's one of the top reasons for people into depression. Uh, also, loving your neighbors and dealing with family relationships. Uh, that is another one we dealt with very heavily. That is one of the top reasons that causes depression or deep sadness uh, in people's lives because of the relationships that... Um, that they have with their neighbor or family members. Uh, fear and worry is the next one, is the top reason for depression. You've allowed fear and worry to get out of control. You've allowed it to dwell in your mind, and you, you're losing sight of God as being in control. You're completely relying upon yourself or this world or the things that you see that you don't have. And versus trusting in the Lord and it causes tremendous fear and worry which will then lead to into feeling of depression. It's only a matter of time you will spiral that far down. Another one is life dominating sins and the relationships to your problem and uh, feeling depressions again you have an alcohol problem drug problem prescription drug problem, pornography problem, you name the problem, that is going to ultimately cause problems with depression in your life. And we talked about that uh, whew, around 23rd or 24th week of teaching, give or take. And then lastly, the need. The need for you to establish and faithfully maintain a standard that is in line with the Word of God, you must set a pattern in your life that is biblically based... You must find a pattern in your life, a rhythm in your life that is focused so on God and so focused on pleasing Him and being about His service. And not this once a week thing, not this three times a year thing, but it's a biblical life of just pleasing and seeking after God daily, worshiping Him every day. It's, every day is a Sabbath. We find our rest in Him and His grace and His mercy are new every morning. And that is where we must settle our every area of our life on and if you don't it's going to cause some problems in our lives because if you've ever walked and said you know I've been doing this Christian thing for so long but I'm ready to go back and do I'm missing out on a lot of fun with my friends I'm going to go back to the old life what's the big deal hanging out with them at the bar What's so a big deal hanging out with the parties and this and other things, even though that caused you the problem <laughs> and caused you to go spiraling out of control before you? Forget these things, but we cannot go back like a dog to the vomit. It gets worse. It's not good. And what's going to find is that depression will never be dealt with by isolation. And I think that's the number one thing that the enemy does when you're feeling not good. Whatever that feeling is, just starting the spiral, you're just agitated. Be careful, agitation's not good. And it's just going to get worse. Now I'm I'm, I'm really upset, I'm kind of upset now. now Now I'm really upset, now I'm really getting angry, and I'm just really... Watch out, you're spiraling down... And at any point of those things, one of the number one thing, if you reflect back when you've done this before, what's one of the first things you want to do? I hope that's the answer that everyone would, would do. But if you've not been walking with the Lord, even if those who've been walking with the Lord strongly, the first indication that even a strong Christian will want to do is isolate themselves. I don't feel like going to church this week. I don't feel like hanging with the guys this week. I don't feel like making the phone call and taking that phone call. I can see who's texting. and I don't feel like taking that call right now because I know what they're going to tell me. And it always has that indication of isolation. Always used to typically is the number one step Unless you fight it immediately. Say, no, I need to pick them up because I know, God, you're sending me that person right now and I need to talk to them because I know they're going to encourage me and get me out of this funk that I find myself in. Isolation, separation, walking away from the fellowship, however you want to describe it, that is Satan's number one way to get you away, to isolate you, to come after you. Just know that. It's not good. Run to Jesus and get around the brothers and the sisters who can encourage you and help you in the time of tremendous need. And you can be. You could find yourself in a very difficult situation. I'm not saying that situations can't cause depression. It can. It's how you respond biblically will depend on how deep you go and how traumatic it is and how quickly you are in and out of that darkness because the Lord's walking you through that dark valley. And there's a way you think biblically. There's a way you speak biblically. There's a way you act biblically. You need to see all of those. We don't have time tonight. I, I wish I, I could go through pages of, of just notes after notes of notes of things. But I will open it again up to you. anyone who is dealing with depression or someone who is helping someone out of depression. Call me. Let me know so I can give you more specific information, uh, scripture and thoughts to think about to help you or help someone else in that situation. That you find yourself in, I really don't want you spiraling out of control any further, and I really want to prevent you from going into any spiraling. So may the Lord just remind us He is in control. He's got you. He will find give you a way of escape from that situation. He's going to bring you, encourage you, and bring brothers sisters around you to help you. That's how He does it. Just stay plugged in regardless of how you feel. Amen?